0: All right, uh, I'm going to do like a half-ass job on the read-through, because no one's going to listen anyway.
1: And so, everyone knows Jurassic Park anyways.
0: Yeah. So, hey, and, welcome to, um, you know, We're Not From Harvard podcast. That's uh, Today, I'm joined by uh, Leah or, or whatever. So, uh, real quick, before we start... <laughs> it's it's
1: just that. Leah. Just Leah.
0: <laughs> before we start, there is one person that has listened to all of our podcasts on itunes desktop and i want to give a special shout out to that person
1: nice
0: uh, who's been our, our 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 fan you know not the only person who's listened but consistently listened so uh reach out to us on twitter wn underscore podcast at twitter.com is that how is that how you do those things i don't know you're the uh, wrong person yeah <laughs> uh or you know reach out to us some some other way if you want to but thank you ma'am or sir
1: yeah awesome i'm glad somebody likes to listen to us well i don't <laughs> know
0: if they like it but maybe they're just super bored
1: uh, yeah they might be just <laughs> super bored
0: <laughs> all right well, let's let's do it jurassic park
1: all right here we go um, ask me anything oh,
0: well let's oh well, we probably don't need to do the plot if you know someone hasn't seen jurassic park that's that's uh, shameful.
1: They've been living under a rock. Yeah.
0: So real quick, I just want to go through the the basics. Release date June 11th, 1993. So I was 8 and I remember I remember being in second grade and I guess the last week before school got out our my teacher had like bragged to us that I guess she went to an early showing. So this had to have been like May 28th or whatever. Right. So she went to an early showing and told us how awesome it was. And then that summer I was like, oh, my God, we got to go see this movie. So we probably saw it. You know, my mom took me probably three or four times. So
1: I remember my mom took me. I was I was pumped. And, you know, thinking back on it, like as an eight year old, like <laughs> when that one guy gets bit in half. That was pretty intense.
0: If you're <laughs> eight, this is a fucking intense. movie
1: it was a fucking movie you're right it was it was the movie of all movies i was obsessed with it for many years i still watch it twice a year so what can i say
0: Mm -hmm. and i don't think i've seen it from start to finish like i did uh, when i rewatched it
1: oh mm -hmm. you know on tv yeah
0: pick it up halfway through
1: on tbs
0: right (laughs) The, the turner channels probably had a good run with them um But yeah, it was like watching the first time when I rewatched it from the very beginning to the end. It was pretty cool.
1: What do you think about that being 1993, you know, like watching it for the first time? Was it like because, you know, they make movies so intense nowadays and the graphics are so intense, but I don't know. Does anything quite make you feel like that one does?
0: No. And it's a lot of it. And I hate kid actors, but the kid actors in this are fantastic.
1: They are very good. Little Timmy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he just gets his ass kicked the whole movie.
1: <laughs> Poor child. He does. He just gets beat down.
0: But, you know, that that's one thing as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old. This is definitely a movie. For back then, if you were a 90s kid, you know, we didn't have, you know, uh, so much technologies where it would bore you, this movie. Because nothing really happens for the first hour
1: i will tell you i show this movie to my kids and every time i'm about to show this movie to my kids they get all pissed off because it's not jurassic world and i'm like no get that shit out of here because jurassic world's stupid <laughs> which not really i watch it like i watch every one of them no us not let's be real here but um uh you know they'll sit there and they'll watch and man they just they won't say a word they'll just be so into it because it's such a feeling it's such a feeling when they go and they see the dinosaurs the first time and as a little kid i remember just nothing being ever like that before never seeing anything so real looking on tv and it just you really feel like you're you're really like there and that the scenario that happens could really be how everything happens yeah you know yeah
0: you put yourself you know as timmy or lex yeah and you're going what they're going through like they're they are Perfect. They act scared the whole movie, which is something you know. We don't really have to talk about the sequels, but in Jurassic World, those kids don't act scared one time.
1: No, they yeah, like they're gonna laugh. Well, and they all have like funny little puns that they say and stuff. Like, yeah, Tim will say things here and there, but you know that the poor kid has just like been through. <laughs> he's he's been through the ringer, man. He's yeah, been it's been yeah, beat down. And his,
0: it's him and his sister kind of going back and forth.
1: Yeah, yeah or like things. when he's like. I'm never getting in another car again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's earned because yes. he's not making jokes. He is—he's legit scared, like for his life, like he's about to die.
1: Yeah, like they do a great job when they're in the uh, cafeteria. They're all excited about that food, and then they see the raptors. They make me like feel their intense. Like, yeah,
0: I f- I forgot how that scene started. Because I just was like, okay, they're just in the kitchen. Because that's one of the best scenes. And we'll talk about uh-huh.
1: that. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot
0: about the jello shaking.
1: Uh-huh. When she's like sitting there and, and just the look on her face is like pure terror. I wonder what as an actress, like as a young actress, what did she even have to do to get herself in that mindset to be that scared looking?
0: I, I read something to where the, uh, I mean, someone in the crew was going to grab her elbow and shake it just like you know and she's like oh i can do it i can do this scene and so that was actually her you know looking the way she looked oh. and, and shaking like believably shaking the, the oh believably yeah so she's she's great i think she's in um she's not in anything anymore but she was in she's a little girl in tremors and she's in something else yeah so she
1: oh that's another good one yeah that's a great movie <laughs> I love. i love that stupid movie <laughs> um yeah, no, you know, I don't know that, like, aside from, like, the major actors in it that would go on to, like, you know, continue to do big things, they had already been doing big things, I don't think those kids did anything afterwards.
0: Mm-mm. That's weird, being in such a huge movie. Now, Tim is in the social network when he grows up.
1: Oh, he is that kid, isn't he? Yeah, he's so... the kid, okay. Well, he's
0: probably been in a few other things. yeah. But nothing too crazy. But, yeah, this movie made a billion dollars, and it cost $60 million to make. So you think oh. being in such a huge movie, it kind of catapults you there. But...
1: You would just go from there. wonder how they even wound up in it.
0: I don't know. Well, so Tim, the guy who, I don't know his name, but the kid who plays Tim was going to be in Hook. And then he lost out. And that was, that was another Steven Spielberg movie. So he lost out on whatever part and hook, and then Spielberg really liked him though. So he promised him, "Hey, uh, you know, next time I have something, we'll we'll give you a good read and you know, good recommendation, and all that stuff. We'll we'll get you the job." And so when Jurassic Park came, he was like, "All right, I got you." So
1: that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. When Steven Spielberg is like, "Hey, like, he recognizes your talent." Yeah. At nine or ten or whatever the
1: heck. Yeah, he was just a little guy.
0: Yeah. And I don't think Lex has been in a whole bunch of stuff. Mm,
1: I want to say I looked at one of those things that were like, where are they now? Or what do they look like now? Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly it wasn't notable because it doesn't stick in my mind. I have no clue. Yeah.
0: Well, so. starting the movie. I'm you know, rewatching it again. You know, starting it from the very beginning, from the first time. I forgot how, like, awesome the intro was to it.
1: Well, in, like, which part of it?
0: Well, you have so many different characters
1: Mm -hmm. and so many
0: different locations, and it's like, okay, here's the lawyer, here's... um, When they're,
1: like, somewhere in Costa Rica?
0: Yeah, the guy from Seinfeld. uh, Here's Alan and uh, the, uh, what's the guy's name? And Hammond
1: oh yeah you get
0: all those characters right then and then 15 minutes they're at the island
1: yeah well and you know uh the uh, what really like i think about it all the time because i do have to watch it all the time um is the score for the music or the score for the movie whoever wrote the music for that movie and so how they intro it and you can literally hear the orchestra in the back like playing that entire score really adds to the intro as well
0: who's the only music composer for movies you've ever heard of
1: uh mark mothersborough right is that how you say his name
0: i was gonna say john williams
1: (laughs) the (laughs) The one who does the music for the rugrats he's in everything
0: (laughs) and star wars and this movie (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who Mark Motherspoon is. <laughs> no,
1: Mothersbur or something like that. I swear to God. <laughs> Hold on, he's the one who does all the music for the M- Rugrats. I don't know who M- Mother's Bow, Mother's Bar. whatever. I swear, I think he's a composer.
0: Well, whoever he is, he didn't compose this movie. <laughs> so, it was John Williams.
1: Oh, well, I actually don't know who John Williams is. Somehow I know who the composer for the Rugrats are.
0: But you don't know the composer from Star Wars and Indiana Jones. and
1: uh, Yeah, which, you know, is like some really like notable music.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that Rugrats theme is pretty fucking good. I
1: know. Maybe that's why that guy sticks in my head every single time I see his name the the Uh, lego movie the royal tenenbaums life aquatic he scored all of uh wes anderson or half of wes anderson's movies um i i digress keep going no
0: that's all that's all right like you're his one fan just like we have (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) yes i'm like the one person who knows who mark Motherspa is
0: (laughs) yeah um but yeah, the, the opening few scenes and the music and they it's 15 minutes. They get to they're they're on their way to the to the island. You get Jeff Goldblum in that scene who's fantastic.
1: Oh, my God. He's so good. So he's good.
0: fantastic. Awesome. He's awesome. And then 20 minutes, you see your first dinosaur.
1: Mm. You know what? That's crazy because it feels like the build up to that first dinosaur is a lifetime. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. but it's really it goes quick like when i rewatched it i was like okay this scene this scene this scene that's everything set up whoa your first dinosaur but then they don't go too crazy it's 40 to 45 minutes later before the t-rex
1: yeah because they go by it again and they kind of get your guard down because you're like well where are these damn animals anyways like what is this all about they they do a really good job of um keeping you with the emotions of the characters you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they do they do a really good job like the first time you see your first dinosaur that emotion that runs through you you i mean because it was the first super realistic looking thing that we had ever seen on tv like that quite in that sense um you feel that and then they bring you back down like those characters are and so then they're driving around and you're like super ready for the action and you're like where is it and they don't Doesn't
0: happen
1: nothing yeah. yeah and then it's not till old nedry comes along
0: yeah that's right yeah and they 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 set up the raptors during that time
1: oh yeah they show them how the raptors eat but they still won't show them to you
0: yeah they yeah there's nothing they don't not gonna. Not gonna do too much. I think at the very beginning, the very opening scene in the movie, you see the raptor's eye.
1: Yep, maybe. you they, see his eye through that and, little crack.
0: And it's weird, kind of starting the movie how they did with Muldoon, and you kind of think he might be the main character. Yeah. He's really just the side guy. Really, the main character is the T Rex and the Raptors. But
1: yeah, and then and then with uh, Sam Neill trying to keep those kids alive
0: he's doing his best
1: just doing his best doesn't even like kids (laughs) well you know jurassic park is really good too because a lot of times um probably even in the newer jurassic parks they don't tie they don't do a good job of like being super realistic but they do a good job here like you know a guy gets eaten in the first scene and the whole movie is based around that Which it would be in real life, right? Like an insurance person has to come out and say, something's not right with your park. The family wants to sue you. All that stuff. I feel like other movies that want to do like a a monstery theme like that, they just kind of add collateral damage moving on. So, yeah,
0: this movie doesn't treat the dinosaurs like monsters. No, no, it doesn't. And that's the big difference between this one and the rest of the movies. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, it really is. So I I just, I think it's good. I mean, of course, you know, it's not real. We haven't brought dinosaurs back, but just the whole scenario of it is if it did happen, it could totally happen like that. Everything was just very believable in that movie.
0: So you show this during a DNA?
1: Yes, I do. And basically because there's a few good parts of it that just go really well with like what we learn about DNA. Um, some of like one of the biggest scenes is when the, you know, it's it's after the kitchen scene, and they're running away and they they escape into the roof. And when they escape into the roof, you know, the Velociraptor puts his head up in the roof, and when he does, it shines ATCG strands all across mm. his neck and his face. Well, you know, usually I've just taught them about the different base pairs and that what pairs together in DNA. And they talk about like using frog DNA to complete the missing sequences, which then also explains why they were able to go from female and switch over to male sexes. So yeah. it works pretty good for biology because it's yeah. all, like I said, it's not real but it's all very scientific. They 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 do a good job of you know, of making a fake scenario feel real.
0: Yeah, and that, I wrote that down. It was um I think 7 minutes from when they start talking about the DNA, that whole uh where Hammond's doing is The whole spill, yeah. Forth. Yeah, so you get 7 minutes of exposition, you know, just trying to, you know, set up the park and they do a pretty good job with that. Like it's pretty entertaining
1: oh yeah for sure when he goes through when he talks about it it truly makes you think like oh shit is that something that could happen
0: yeah it totally does
1: could you even though
0: later on you're like oh wouldn't those scientists know about that frog the frogs can do that if they're
1: if they're that brilliant but i will tell you a lot of mistakes are typically made in science because you don't cover all of your little bases like that you know what i mean you don't always like Mm -hmm. jump in and think oh i'm gonna use this dna from this frog well one thing this frog can do is is switch genders well that doesn't mean any section of dna that you use will allow them to switch genders i guess it just so happened that they use that specific genome that yeah that. and i
0: guess in the sequel they use like every every dinosaur they accidentally use that one little strand but whatever
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but it's uh like i I like how they uh how their um their safety switches the um the what is it lysosome protein lysosine mm-hmm. protein you know and how they haven't supplied the dinosaurs with any lysosine which builds up their proteins and stuff so that's how they that's their safeguard i think that's neat i i love the biology in the movie
0: mm-hmm. and it's capped up well capped off well with jeff goldblum's i think best quote of the movie is life finds a way
1: oh uh, oh yep hmm when he's like um wait how do you know they're all female like what did you do did you lift up their skirts (laughs) yeah he's my favorite in that movie by far Mm -hmm. yeah and what they say that again too when they find the eggs and he was like oh my god he was right life finds Mm -hmm. a way
0: (laughs) yeah he's like one of the he's the only one that's completely right and he's like that in every movie. Completely he's like, he's right like,
1: about you know. everything. And he's like a chaos theory. He's a mathematician. And he's like everything he says is right. It's all outlandish. But it's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Until you get to the second movie. And he's like a concerned dad. dad?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I good. do remember him saying he had three kids in the first movie. So it was kind of. But it was still kind of hard to like piece that all together. I don't know. It was kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Second. But he. I don't know. I
1: I I could watch the the second movie, though, and I don't hate the second movie. But really? No, I don't hate it. And I think it's probably because uh, my little brother was obsessed with it when he was a little kid. Watched it over and over and over. Yeah.
0: Did you ever read the book?
1: Yes. Yes, I did.
0: There's there's some I think there's some parts in the book that are brought back in the second movie. Well,
1: there's Jurassic Park and then there's Lost World. There's the I've read both of them.
0: Oh, I didn't read the second second book.
1: Yeah, there's both. uh, So I think they kind of tried to go, you know, they did movie one and movie two. Well, there's book one and book two. I I don't know how much book. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that get left out because that is a big, thick book. There is a lot of content in that book.
0: Yeah. One scene I wish they had was the T-Rex in the river scene there's a raft scene that's in the book oh gosh it's
1: been years since i've read that i own it now i'm gonna go read it i think
0: i read most of it and then i was like i don't like reading in the book and the movies better so i'm just gonna stop
1: (laughs) you know i want to tell you i think i read lost world first before i ever read jurassic park which was a little bit confusing and i don't know why i did that
0: yeah that's very confusing
1: Mm mm-hmm but I remember both of them being very good. There's just a lot of content. I like Michael Crichton a lot. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite writers. Mm-hmm. The Sphere, which is a movie we should do on this podcast.
0: The Sphere, what is The Sphere?
1: Oh man, it's by far my favorite book ever. It's um uh, um I think it's got Michael Douglas in it and it's uh it's a it's an alien movie, but it's an alien movie where an alien ship has crashed under sea like, thousands of years ago, and humans have finally found it, so they send a team out to go check it out, and a whole bunch of weird shit starts happening, and the book is superb. It's, like, it, oh, the book is so good, and then the ending is just so good, and the way that Michael Crichton explains science and, and theories and what he believes could happen in space is just awesome. Like, some of the, some of the ideas that I now have for, like, space and alien life come from him just from that book the mm. movie is good it's real good it's not quite as good as the book but i would mm. totally do a podcast on that one right.
0: i'll have to I'll have to check that one out
1: yeah it'll be fun since you haven't seen it
0: yeah well let's let's talk about some of the scenes some of our favorite scenes okay and like i know most people know you know the t-rex when the t-rex Uh, attacks the kids scene Mm -hmm. then the chase scene which is really good because nowadays if this was 2020 T-Rex chase scene that would be 4 minutes long it would go on forever I think it was like like 23 seconds or something like that yeah and it's intense
1: it's super intense
0: so I'm glad they, they held back again now they probably did that because of the budget. But still, you're already
1: scared that Malcolm's going to die, and you kind of think you like him a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, at that point, because he saves the kids. Yeah, he oh, had... yeah,
1: he did, he did.
0: And that was that wasn't in the script. He was only supposed to get out and just run. And then he was like, "Well, like I said, I like kids. People are going to like my character. I should have a, a little heroic moment. I, I shouldn't be like the the lawyer." Yeah. And they're like, "Okay," so he he. Says, well, hey, that's save good. the kids, save the kids.
1: I'm glad. I'm so glad they did that. Because you only need one of the lawyer, you because know? 'Cause you're yeah. just like, huh, well he's a scumbag.
0: Yeah. Just he left us. He left us.
1: That's not what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: the raptor kitchen scene. Which that's... I think is probably my favorite.
1: The raptor kitchen scene. My favorite quote. I'm I'm like you. I've always loved the quote where he says, um, life finds a way and where they find the eggs and they oh, re- and they reiterate how life finds a way mm-hmm. i you know one i like and i think it's because it's during the daytime and it was a really pretty scene was the one where you know they've just they've slept through the night they got um you know they got to touch the brachiosaurus and they're walking across that big field and they see the herds of dinosaurs running from the um, running from the T-rex, but you don't know that's what they're running from. Mm-hmm. And it just really opens the world up. It really opens up the whole Jurassic like park world that there is, and you can see them like running across and they're just the, the dinosaurs seem very free. I think that part's really aesthetically pleasing.
0: Mm-hmm. I think my my favorite scene is the dinner scene.
1: Which, I'm about. which one, the one where it's just Ellie and
0: where Dr. It's, Hammond eating? It's, no, I, I do like that one because I like ice cream and I would have done the same thing.
1: I like what they talk about. I like how he talks about his flea circus and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so it's Sadler, Grant. They're all Goldblum, sitting around the and they're
1: discussing how they really feel about it. And Dr. Hammond's yes. trying to get somebody on his side. He's yeah, like,
0: like to me that's it's perfect acting. Everyone's character is super strong. You understand everyone.
1: Well, and everyone's character is super scientific and so the way that they act that out, you can tell that they're they're trying to think about it from the core of the entire thing and they're each in their own scientific like like when she's like, "Well, I don't know, you know, because you've got plants in here that um you know are are poisonous, poisonous and you're using yeah. them as as decoration everybody's logic is so is so thought out i do i agree with you that's a good one too
0: yeah it's an underrated one and you kind of realize oh hammond's even though he's like super sweet dude he's the villain
1: yeah he is i mean he really is because he just can't get over he wants this so bad that he's willing to he's he's willing to totally shut out all logic to have it and when she's talking to him, and it's just him and her, and she's like, and he's going on about his flea circus and everything, and and she's like, but people are dying, but people are dying, and he's like, next time, and she's like, no, there there is no <laughs> next time. Yeah,
0: like
1: and my. Fucked up. yeah you fucked up dude my favorite thing that he says throughout the whole movie which i never caught as a kid but now that i watch it all the time i totally catch it every time is how he spared no expense
0: oh yeah he says it like three times
1: oh he says it yeah he says it in almost every scene he's in he even says it in that last or that scene where he's with ellie and and she's like this is i'll give it to you this is really good and he's like spared no expense
0: (laughs) kind of ice cream do you think it was
1: Mm, praline.
0: <laughs> well, what brand? You spared no expenses.
1: I don't know. What's the expensive ice cream? I don't know. I don't know. Hogendash?
0: It's Hogendash? Yes. I think
1: that's probably it.
0: Probably Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. Now, Telemook's the best.
1: Oh, I've been there.
0: You've been to Telemook? Yeah. Like the factory?
1: Gosh. Yeah, now I only buy that kind of cheese. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, oh, my gross. mom took. My mom took us all there. She was like, We'll go, we'll go to Telamook, Oregon. And I was like, All right, let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've always been like a bluebell person. And then I heard Telemook was good. I was like, Ah, it's bullshit.
1: I didn't I know them. they made an ice cream. I've yes. only, I only eat their cheeses.
0: Well, eat their ice cream too. It's fantastic.
1: But yeah, no, I seen all the Telemook cows and everything. I waved at them.
0: All right. So, Let's get to best performance. And I think we're probably going to agree. So who do you got?
1: Uh, I like Malcolm.
0: I think it's no doubt. But special shout out to whoever played Muldoon.
1: Oh, yes. Robert Muldoon. I love him. I love him.
0: I think he was my favorite character. That's who I wanted to be.
1: Oh, he was was so badass. He was so badass. When he got, like, taken down so easily, you were like, man damn it
0: clever girl
1: yeah clever girl
0: i love that though like he he's the one that tells dr grant the story about how they hunt and then he's Mm -hmm. basically you
1: know well and you can you can tell the whole time he's kind of thinking like we're probably we're gonna die we're pushing it here (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're pushing it here
0: yeah we're screwed
1: (laughs) yeah and they were yeah yeah
0: Oh, it always bothered me that he doesn't set up his gun until he's, like, got got her in her sights, in his sights.
1: Well, and, it, yeah, because it kind of bothers me because he's the one who really, that's one of the part. I agree with you, that's one of the parts that doesn't connect super well because he's the one who explains how they hunt. He knows they hunt like that. Yeah. You're tricky like that. I so
0: You're in a high-pressure situation. You got raptors chasing you. True story. True. (laughs) yeah I guess that's something kind of brings us to to nitpicks do you have anything because there's plenty I think to nitpick like there's a like if you're really really stupid and you want to talk about a bunch of things (laughs) like I read an article I don't remember I don't know what it was but it was like 20 you know stupid things in Jurassic Park or whatever and it was well uh why why is the fridge open, the giant freezer in the Raptor kitchen scene? Like, that's pretty convenient. And it's like, well, actually, it, it kind of makes sense because everything was melting. Hammond was in there the previous day getting all the ice cream. He left it open because there's no power. doesn't matter. Yeah, mostly. it didn't matter. Yeah. And then the didn't ice, have power,
1: power forever.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the ice on the ground would be refreezing, but not all the way because the power is now back on.
1: Yeah, like, I agree that that's a dumb nitpick.
0: Yeah, but it was the whole list was like that. It's like, okay, I get it. A lot of these things in this movie might not make sense, and Spielberg probably didn't give a shit because it's that wasn't what it was about.
1: Yeah, let's see if I could nitpick anything. I've always thought about the one where Muldoon—he doesn't seem prepared, and that seemed a little confusing just because he was so like well versed in his raptors
0: um there's also the exposition scene where hammond is talking to himself and it's so if it's a theme park he has to do that all day long so it's like that's just it's gonna be his job or something
1: that's true that <laughs> yeah. is
0: very true but he um, can just have like a lookalike
1: yeah what were they gonna do there well and then also um how you can like actually see into where the labs are mm-hmm. like are they always going to be there i guess they would be you're only going to be running your theme park during the day yeah so maybe they would always be there
0: mm-hmm. and the, i guess the whole point of you know, the island is running out i
1: also don't like how he said he was um present for every single birth on jurassic park yet he almost missed that velociraptor
0: birth yeah he didn't know that's just something you say
1: yeah yeah
0: like you are trying yeah. to be cool like that i, was I never miss these
1: i've i been present for every single one of them and i was like but you were trying to keep everybody in the seats going yeah <laughs> you know, it's this one
0: yeah if you're, if you're talking to yourself all day on the screen about dna how,
1: how I hate it, that. yeah uh so yeah, but I mean if those are all there is to nitpick, that's really that I mean
0: Yeah. I mean I guess there's plenty of little things, but so who do you, who is this park for? Like how much does it cost to go there?
1: Well, I liked that part too because they were talking like Hammond wants it to be for everybody, but then Hammond's real quick to be like, Oh yeah, we'll have a coupon day. I can do it because the the lawyer. Only the richest of rich will come to this park. Mm -hmm. It's not for everybody. There's no way. It's in Costa Rica. Yeah, first off, you got to buy a ticket to Costa Rica. You first got to there, And then you probably have to take another flight into the actual park, which is going to, no, it's for the rich.
0: Could it be $500 a person, including flight?
1: No. <laughs> like $1,000 no a, a person. Oh yeah, like the least amount.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we could do that.
1: I don't think Disney World is five hundred dollars a person, is no, it? No,
0: it's like one hundred and twenty or something like that.
1: No, I mean the whole trip. It's got to be more than five hundred.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, especially if you stay there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Then you'd have to stay at Jurassic Park, which, by the way. <laughs> Is there a resort? They, they never show, really... They never, yeah,
0: they didn't show one.
1: Because it's not like you're going to go there for a day trip.
0: No, you can't go to Jurassic Park for a day. You gotta stay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't, I didn't see anything like that. I'm sure there There was. Like, those scientists have to live there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the, the only reason they were leaving was because of the storm. Which also, by the way... Why were they doing the demo? Why were they doing the first run-through, the first test, but they were having literally every staff member leaving the park except Hammond?
0: Well, the, and, so there's a little line of dialogue. Well, I mean, his grandchildren there, too. But uh, I
1: know, but, like, why would the whole... Wouldn't you think that you would... That would be the last, like, the... You would never want the whole staff to leave when you're going to do your first test run.
0: Yeah. Or you probably don't want your whole staff to leave in one boat anyway. What if that that boat (laughs)
1: sinks? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, uh, and it's like in the middle of a like typhoon. Like,
0: yeah. Like, oh, we got to go find more people to figure out how to genetically engineer dinosaurs. I mean, we've
1: only got the world's, like, most (laughs) brilliant minds. Yeah. We're gonna stick them all on one boat. Well, we're also gonna make them leave before we run these two children and these few scientists and we run them through the park. Yeah, so
0: there's a little line of dialogue, Nedry is it Nedry, right, is his name? Yeah. Uh, says because him and Hammond are arguing over money, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I need to be paid is because I set up a park where you can run with just us in here. So that's um, why he's trying to get more money. Because like, I set this whole thing up so me and Samuel Jackson can run it. We don't even need all these people.
1: He is my second favorite character. I didn't even think about him. Yeah. I didn't even think about hang on to your butts.
0: <laughs> yes. I love Samuel This That's definitely... Every, every little person in this movie has a quote.
1: Yeah, they all got a good one.
0: Like Nedry is the Dotson. Dotson's here. Uh-huh. And then
1: uh, we got Dachshund.
0: Yeah. And then hold on to your butts. Clever girl. Malcolm has some. Hammond has his.
1: Yep. Hammond's got his uh, spared no expense.
0: Yeah. I guess Sadler doesn't.
1: You know, or I don't think they give... They don't really give Sadler our... But I think that's probably because they were trying to make Sadler and um, uh, Sam Neill. I can't remember the name of his character. They were trying to make them the main characters, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, she had stuff to do in the movie. It's not like she was out of it for a while. Yeah. Turns on the power. She finds Grant. Helps him escape. Tries to find the children.
1: She uh, plays in the poop. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> remember Malcolm? That's one big pile of shit. My kids always think that's the funniest part of the movie. I hate that part. It's gross. <laughs> gross.
0: I'm sure, I liked it when I was ten.
1: Yeah, it's gross. You're <laughs> like, oh, get out of there, lady. All right.
0: I'd be like, let's get back in the like the jeep. I don't want to. Like, I don't care.
1: <laughs> where would she pull out those like uh, shoulder length gloves?
0: I don't know. And. <sighs> Like did you know?
1: Going to go shit diving?
0: Yeah, and then where's where's the fence they went through? Mm -hmm. Because remember he went out of the car, and then they just go to the triceratops. It's
1: like where's the fence? Yes.
0: So there's some things to nitpick.
1: Maybe they didn't fence in the herbivores, but that's like a giant rhino, and I think a rhino is the last like motherfucker I'd ever want like coming at my car.
0: Yeah, like some
1: a lion come at my car than a rhino.
0: Yeah, like I just read that a woman in Yellowstone got gorged by a, a bison.
1: bison. Yeah, like four <laughs> times.
0: Imagine uh, a a if
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I, I do agree with that. Where's the fence for what? We're not gonna fence up the herbivores that are equally as dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> so there, not there's, there's,
0: some, there's some nitpicks.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I've never really thought about it. I guess I get so enamored by the movie, I I well, don't really, like, pick this well, it's out. Well,
0: so, it's so good that you forget about the rest of it. Yeah. Because everything is so convincing. And it's really, like, is this the last smart summer popcorn movie? Because right after this is Independence Day, which I really like because I was, you know, 10 when I saw it. But it's pretty dumb.
1: Yeah, Independence Day is a little dumb, but I liked it, too. I liked Independence Day. Uh,
0: But then you get, I I don't know, like, I guess some of these Marvel movies are are somewhat smart. They're definitely popcorn movies.
1: uh,
0: They're well made.
1: I don't know. They're missing the science. They're missing, like, the reality of something. Because Jurassic Park really did such a good job of taking something that will never happen maybe who knows and and just really turning it into a reality you know yeah,
0: it's super believable
1: it's so believable wow mm-hmm. you get into the second and third ones they stop being believable nobody's going to take a fucking t-rex to san francisco on a freight like boat, and I think that shit's not gonna happen, yes, sir. and it's not gonna bust out, kill everybody, and then put itself back into the boat and just wait to pop out oh, God, yeah,
0: that doesn't make any sense,
1: uh uh-uh. uh
0: how did he kill the
1: killed everybody kill the boat yeah, killed them all, killed them all, and then put himself back in this big giant like uh-huh. fucking trap doors, like, mm. um, the second one. Eh, this one's not so unbelievable. I think it's just not quite as the dialogue's not quite as good, and I don't know. I mean, the idea that the island maybe didn't that life found a way and the island kept going um, makes sense, but no, no, that is the second one. I'm confusing them. He goes to the island. All those people come they're going to engine remember they come and they're going to like get the dinosaurs so they start putting yeah. them to sleep, and they bring them back at the end i'm separating the movies when really it's all one
0: so oh yeah, yeah i gotcha
1: yeah this all just yeah. sounds dumb what i'm saying
0: <laughs> uh yeah they in the second one they bring him to san diego yeah which I remember my mom was super excited cuz that's where you know we used to live and then it was in like the last like 8 minutes or 10 minutes of the movie and she was like what the hell
1: I <laughs> do love I do love the scene and it's so unrealistic and it makes no sense but I do love the scene where the little girl wakes up from her sleep and the T-Rex has eaten the dog and he's <laughs> out of her uh swimming pool <laughs> Yeah <laughs> like mommy daddy it was
0: a dinosaur okay sure
1: Yeah, okay, baby.
0: Would you, if you were Grant or Sadler, would you agree to go to the island? Yeah. Because they don't don't know.
1: Well, he said that he was going to fund their dig for the next three years. Yeah, jump on that plane and go to the island.
0: Yeah.
1: It didn't seem too far out that they went.
0: Yeah, I mean, because they really have no clue. He doesn't tell them, which is weird. So yeah kind of he doesn't tell him
1: what it is well i think he doesn't tell them because he kind of gets off on that original like thrill and excitement of mm-hmm. seeing people see his dinosaurs and his creation for the first time yeah you know and so by not telling them what kind of park he made he's going to get the ultimate like um thrill by seeing their but yeah he was going to fund their digs for the next three years and it was going to be like $150,000. Yeah, totally do it.
0: Mm -hmm. I wish I could go back and watch this movie for the first time.
1: Oh, I remember. I remember it and I remember it being the coolest thing I'd ever seen. One day I'll show Foster when uh, I think maybe like It won't be way too scary to show him, but shit, I watched it when I was eight, and I'm fine.
0: Yeah, if he's eight, I think that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, me too. All right, that'll be his age.
0: I'll I'll come visit. We'll watch Jurassic Park.
1: All right, we'll show it to him for the first time, and then we'll make him listen to this podcast.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh god, (laughs) he'll be the second person to listen to it then. him and the person on iTunes desktop
1: the second person in the next six years
0: yes (laughs) well I think uh by
1: the way we love this person who's listening to us
0: yeah thank you we appreciate it but I think that's a podcast that was good I think so well hopefully people will listen to this one maybe I hope so I'll I'll keep going
1: you know what if you make them eventually they will come okay
0: (laughs) okay I'll <laughs> I'll do that as my title for the podcast.
1: Yes. Yes. You make them eventually. <laughs>